Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of My Inside Voice Podcast. Happy Sunday night or Monday morning or wherever you are, whatever it is. Happy that. Um, I just wanted to kind of jump on here to talk about a term that has been thrown around a lot and um, has gained a lot of popularity, I think, within the last year or so, maybe more. I would say maybe even more, but I'm not really sure, but uh, I'm guessing. So the term is girl's girl. And to me, the definition of a girl's girl is a girl, a woman, um, that, well, actually, a girl's girl is kind of, no, so um, I just changed my mind about that. So a girl's girl's, a girl's girl is about supporting, being a woman supporting other women. Um, But in the context of this episode and in the context of, I think that it's most common definition is a woman that, you know, believes women, a woman that trusts other women, a woman that is loyal to other women, a woman that in the presence of a man um, will maintain her self-identity and her authenticity and her, you know, realness and who she is. Um, I think that part of the definition is sort of left out because I think the, the narrowest definition you can sort of use about this ter- use to describe this gr- term called girl's girl is, um, somebody that just is all about women all the time. And while that is the most, I guess, surface level definition, I want to expand the definition or talk about sort of the lesser, um, aspects of that definition of what a girl's girl is and it's me um saying that you know you don't self-abandon in the face of patriarchy in the face of misogyny in the face of our own misogyny because we all have it misogyny drips through the poison always always fucking drips through regardless of what gender you identify however you identify you you have that misogyny in you And, um, that is a result of, you know, being in the systems that are patriarchal, that misogyny comes with it. But a girl's girl is somebody that, you know, is not perfect, is not misogyny free, but doesn't abandon herself when faced with misogyny or men in general or the patriarchy. And, Using by that definition, it is extremely difficult to be a girl's girl. It is extremely difficult. It is extremely isolating. It is extremely. It is extremely um, challenging to know who you are and to love it and accept it and be it, and um, not abandon it when it's the thing to do when it's easier to not abandon it when the the natural way of being is to sort of go with flow with um what the patriarchy tells us to do how to, to follow the dictation of misogyny that is the easiest number one like way to be but a girl's girl is somebody that 
has built an identity or has tried to build herself outside or at least is self-aware of the misogyny and tries her best to detox, to cleanse, to be really kind and gentle and patient with herself and and understand herself for themselves for for the gift that they are by themselves manless that is and, and then have the ability to give kindness and grace and patience to other women when they're on their journey when they are not necessarily maybe misogyny free maybe they're not as self-aware as she is but that girl's girl understands the journey because she's been on it she's on it so she understands other women that may not know or may not be as self-aware so she gives them the kindness and the grace and the patience she just she doesn't take bullshit she's not a doormat she's not you know she's not somebody that um is is you know is gonna forgive all the things that have been done to her at the hands of misogyny and the women that perpetuate it um, because she's clear with her boundaries and her mental health and her emotional well-being and everything else. But she knows that not all women are created equal and it is extremely difficult to fall prey to misogyny and patriarchy. It, Like I said, it's, that's the game. Right. So if you can get if you're a girl's girl, you got out of that game or you're attempting to get out of that game and you sort of stop the loop and understand that, oh, maybe, you know, I don't have to like bend over backwards to have children when I don't even want children because I've been on the journey where maybe I realize that I don't want to be a mom or I don't want to get married or I don't want to date men. Or I don't want everything to be about my career. Or I want all things to be about my career. I want to travel. I want to visit. I want to give gifts to myself. I want to um, find a man that loves me unconditionally and has all of these things that I deserve and not settle for just some random guy that I'm conditioned to like just because I'm so afraid of being alone. There's all of these things that she's built outside of the game that is kind of impenetrable penetrable in it's sort of um hard to harder to dissolve her it's harder to command her it's harder to mold her and so that's why this journey is extremely isolating because you're not going to find a lot of people that are like that um, you and I do believe that there are communities now around the world that have girls girls um, in mind that are girls girl uh, centric and focused but if you're just like a normal average girl that is a girl's girl first of all women are not average by any means regardless of the journey that you're on you're above average at best uh, sorry at worst you're like don't believe the lies that they fucking tell you that you need this this and this because you're not the prize you're the prize you've always been the prize just get let's let's start there right but for somebody like me that lives in a very you know in a community in a city where it's not right to be a girl's girl you're looked at as weird. You're looked at as um, 
somebody that isn't good that is uh an anomaly that is very different and then you live around those people long enough and you start to your self-identity starts to waver you start to believe that there's something wrong with you you start to believe that what you want is too much you start to believe that what you want is too different i was having a conversation with my mom the other day or right now and we were talking about you know settling and and what the so-called quote-unquote norm is I started to, and then she asked me, you know, like, what do you want in a relationship? What do you want? Blah, blah, blah. And I started to list it off and, and, um, she didn't say anything. She didn't say anything. And at the end of the conversation, I'm like, I realize that what I want is very different. She's like, yeah, like, it's going to be really hard for you to find that. Sorry, water break. It's going to be <coughs> like, that's why you're single and she wasn't saying it in a bad way she was saying it in in like a very matter of fact way in a way that you know everybody has been trained trained to (coughs) talk when they come across somebody like me and I, I got wrapped up in it too. I'm like, yeah, it's so weird. I know I want a lot. I know I want something that's so different and that's so opposite of what everybody else wants, blah, blah, blah. I started to feed into it. I'm like, oh, that's not very girl's girl of me. It's not me judging. It's just me coming back to who I am. It's about me not abandoning myself and saying that what I want is not too much. It's not odd or different or weird or unrealistic or too picky or I'm too picky or I'm too much and therefore no it's it's just preferences it's just what I know I deserve and in those moments if I can stand in control and I can stand tall and say yeah I want all of these without I also like without hesitation that is a true girl's girl The first girl that you stand for, that you ride for, is you. That's that's the definition of being a girl's girl. Because you ride for you. You don't self-abandon. You don't take shit. Because the first girl that you're ever going to believe and trust and love and support and ride for is yourself. So if you can do all of that for yourself, of course you're going to be a girl's girl to everybody else. But if you're so used to abandoning yourself, if you're so used to shitting on yourself, if you're so used to talking about yourself as if you were nothing, baby girl, you are not a girl's girl. You are just another cog in the machine that is patriarchy and misogyny, which again is fine. But if you find yourself discontent and unfulfilled with who you are in the way of the world, then you have to look inward and say, what am I hating on myself? What am I abandoning in myself? What am I chiseling away in my um, foundation that is making me so judgmental and so um, apologetic? And then you'll start to realize, you know, so within, so without. The way that you treat yourself is an indication of the way that you treat others. So if you really want to be a girl's girl, go for, ride for you. You know, support you first. 
love yourself first give yourself the kindness give yourself the um permission to feel safe and secure and happy and enjoy and fulfilled and all of those things and then so without you'll be able to do that for other people you'll be able to stand with other women and it won't seem so out of touch it won't seem excuse me so um weird right i find myself um so last night i was out and I find myself just kind of like people watching a lot. I was at my favorite bar and I've, I had such a great interaction with some women there. They were so nice. And this one hostess, again, it's my favorite bar. So I go there a lot. And the hostess is like always there when I'm there. And she is such a cool kick-ass brown girl. And we love each other. Like she gave me the biggest hug today. And she's like, oh my God, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. It's so great to see you. I haven't seen you in a while. And I remember her name and we were just talking and we exchanged numbers finally. I actually don't know why we didn't exchange numbers earlier. But then I went into the bar and there were like a lot of men there. And I immediately started performing and I felt the uneasiness of my performance. So I had to like dial it back, right? And I felt like, oh, I'm, I'm just under scrutiny. I have to act this way. I have to think this way. I have to feel this way. And I started to be really hyper aware of how I was being perceived. And I, because there was, there was a lot of men, there, it was a busy night, Saturday night, blah, blah, blah. So I just perched up on the bar and I, you know, had some drinks. And the, even the, the female a bartender, she gave me extra wine. She was very extra attentive, like just the best interactions with women. But of course, I was focused on, you know, old patterning. So I'm going to give myself some forgiveness because again, I said the poison drips through and the poison has been dripping through for 37 years. So now when I try to make the um, case that I need to be free of this poison and I've been trying to detox my whole life or for a number of years, I, I trip up. I'm not perfect and I'm not gonna, I don't claim to be. Look at me justifying myself, right? I, I w can't wait to get to the point where I'm unapologetic, but and I'm not apologizing. I'm just kind of breaking down the situation and what I felt, right? So I felt uneasy. I felt like I was performing. I didn't feel like myself. And so, you know, I'm surrounded by men and these girls come in, they sit down beside me, two white women, they're going to the Beyonce concert, they're dressed in, they're beautifully dressed, blonde, blue eyed, whatever. They immediately get all the attention and they get drinks bought for them and stuff like that. I, f I felt completely invisible. I just shrunk myself physically and mentally and just emotionally. I just closed myself off. I was so... I'm like, why am I even here? Like, I just completely just didn't like it, you know? And I had to, like, snap myself out of it. I had to be like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Like, why are you um, doing this to yourself? Because you feel ashamed of the way that you look or the way that you are. You feel less than, you feel insecure. And I had to really grapple with those emotions because I'm like, oh my God, like, look at me abandoning myself. Look at me shutting myself down. Look at me not being happy and not being in joy and not being confident and not being, um, you know, not having fun. And I was so like upset at myself. And I, like I said, you know, a girl's girl doesn't judge herself for being herself. Uh, so that's not what I'm doing. But I, I, in that moment, I was like, oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to have this. Open myself back up again. Um, and, and I started reading my book. 
<laughs> on my phone and I started to just give myself a little bit of slack I, I I got another glass of wine I'm like this is like my time to like really spend some time with myself and have fun and be in a place where I feel good and I feel happy right I haven't been to the city in a really long time it's been a really tough two months and I fucking deserve this so I got really fucking hammered <laughs> and I was and at the end of it I was really happy you know I fucking but I caught myself and that's not easy to do and even when I woke up this morning I'm like oh man I can't believe I just like didn't forget I can't believe I just forgot all the moments that I had with all these wonderful women and with myself right and I was still left wondering why didn't I get hit on (laughs) it was just it's such an insidious poison that we drink that we're force-fed right and it's so fucked and, you know, in, in these moments, I just ask God, I just ask the universe to give me strength and to, to give me the strength to um, be nice to myself and to be kind to myself and to uh, validate my emotions and to really um, love myself. Um, because those things are always going to pop up, right? We're not a girl's girl or somebody that's on their journey of solitude and has been doing this a long time and maybe has a podcast about it. Those things are never not going to happen. Those feelings are never not going to just bubble up, right? They're always something that we're going to have to deal with and address, but you get better and better at acknowledging them and recognizing them and being aware of what's underneath, right? And you get better and quicker at calling it out in yourself and and sort of dissolving those emotions and they come up lesser and lesser they come up um less intensely less extreme they don't have such a hold on you after a really long time once you once you know that you don't want to abandon yourself once you know who you are and what you want and and the gem and the the gold that you contain gets easier and easier to deal with the bullshit you even have sympathy for the bullshit because you know that that's a representation of an old you that wasn't as awakened, that wasn't so um, self-aware. And you love her anyway because she still is a version of you. She's still you. And we don't abandon any version of ourselves in this house. We are a girl's girl. <laughs> we appreciate all versions no matter past, no matter present, no matter wherever on the timeline timeline she's been there for you at that particular time when you needed her the most. She did her job. Why would you forsake her? You forgive her and you let her sort of evolve with you. You don't put her in a dark corner and say, well, n- enough of you. You don't matter anymore. No, you appreciate her. You love her. You accept her. And then you give her permission to evolve. That is a girl's girl. And last night I was going to put her in a dark corner, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I love you. And I love this insecure version. I love this scared version. This this version of you that is so scared and... um just afraid that nobody will love her and she won't find love and and just constantly trying to perform and be good enough you are good enough just the way that you are and i love you regardless of how you are 
you are just trying to be seen and heard, just like every other person in this world. But you don't have to do this. You don't have to perform. You can have fun and be really, um, you know, and be really present. And, you know, I had a great night and I woke up this morning and it, it was funny. And this is kind of the last thing I'll say. I felt like really interesting. It felt really interesting because I felt like hungover, obviously. And I, you know, ate and drank a lot of water and all of that stuff. And I felt like really together, though. Like I felt like my mind was really clear. And I felt really like when I have that perfect amount of coffee or when I eat lion's mane or something, my mind was really clear. And I felt like I was doing things, saying things that was really aligned. Like things felt aligned. Things felt, um, yeah, like I felt really put together. I didn't feel like utter trash. I didn't feel discombobulated or confused or cloudy. I just felt like, oh, this is a really solid And that's when I know that I feel aligned. That's when I know that there's little dissonance between, you know, any given version of myself that I've sort of integrated better after last night, which is interesting. Of course, I texted my ex. Of course, I did some crazy shit. Um, It's not that crazy, though. I sobbed in public. I missed my train twice. I... (laughs) It was a lot. There was a lot going on. Um, I got a big old callus. I walked almost 20,000 steps. I, like, did a costume change. So I was wearing something, and then I went to a store, and I bought something, and then I liked it so much that I changed into it. (laughs) It took me so long to find an actual bathroom with no, like, line. I sweat my makeup off. I didn't like the way that I was wearing my makeup in the beginning because you could see the dry skin. But then all of a sudden, I just got so sweaty. It doesn't even fucking. Ma- it didn't even fucking matter anymore. I talked to my cousin the whole time. I'm pretty sure I like bugged her. I read at a bar. I got extremely drunk. I had a tequila shot just to like after I missed my train the first time, and so I just wanted to celebrate. <laughs> I it was a lot but it was really fun and it was really interesting and it was just you know I came home and I would like listen to music and I listened to like sad Hindi songs um like in the train terminal the second time I was waiting for my train and I was probably I was very drunk so I missed it and then I just started to cry and I was like how could this be and I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to call an Uber home because I can't wait for these trades anymore. And then I was talking to the Uber driver and I was like telling stories and like just going off. We were both laughing together. It was insane. It was insane. But it was like really fun. It was like, I felt like very free. You know, once you make the decision that you're not going to perform anymore, that you're not going to like be under the thumb of that poison, you start to really enjoy yourself and you start to really understand like oh I'm great and I want to have fun and I deserve it and then the night becomes easy the day becomes easy the year becomes easy your life becomes easier you know you're not a slave anymore to the poison 
so yeah I just want to talk about it I know this episode is about being a girl's girl but it kind of tangented I tangent I made a tangent off in other directions as per every single fucking episode you know what it is but um I love you